Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Well, last Sunday we had our launch Sunday, our vision Sunday, and we all got excited about some of the great things that God is doing, has already done, lifted our vision and faith. And the key verse that God's given us this year is Ephesians 3, verse 20. It says in the Amplified, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and to do super abundantly, more than we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. And that is so powerful. Hey, if that doesn't stir your soul, we need to get breathing and let the fire of God into our hearts. He will do super abundantly. He will do it, and you notice it's we and us, so it's not just individual. This is about working together in, in families, marriages, teams, church. Together, we will see great things happen. And that stirs expectation. And just as we're worshiping that, there's such an expectation that God's setting people free, breaking loose in people's hearts. There's a not settling for familiarity or comfort. If you want to see more, guess what? It means change. And change means having to let go of some of the things we're familiar or comfortable with. They might have been good. They might still be good. But if you want to go for more, you've sometimes got to let go of this to embrace that. And God's calling us to keep stretching to pray and believe for increase. So we'll see more love, more grace, more success, more courage, more revelation and understanding, more peace, more fulfillment, more openness, more trust in relationships. And the more can continue. And I'm sure God's been speaking to all of us individually. What does the more look like for you? It might be more trust in this season. It might be more breakthroughs and freedom over your household. It might be more finance for that dream that God's given you. The only thing that's holding you back is lack of finance. Sometimes we've got to stretch up and say, God, you are the God of more than enough. Not just enough, but the God of more than enough. And when we pray, guess what? God often answers quicker than we think, and sometimes we miss his answers. Sometimes we miss his answers. We sometimes push away the very people God has sent to you in answer to your prayer because we just don't see they didn't come quite in the shape or dynamic that we thought it should and I feel the Holy Spirit just saying hey just let him open your eyes because he's actually been answering some of your prayers and we haven't seen it yet he's been hearing the cry of your heart for breakthrough or help or wisdom and God sometimes sends people your way he brings them around us in our church and our community He will sometimes be speaking to our lives and for a while we miss it. And I feel the Holy Spirit say, just open your eyes. Say, Lord, what is coming? What are you doing and saying that I might not be fully seeing yet? And let me tell you, when you pray, you get prepared for the great increase. Prayer changes you and it changes others. But it changes you first because your heart grows bigger. God gets bigger in your heart and you start to see and receive breakthroughs in our hearts and in our lives and to receive and live in a place the more you need to be willing to grow to change to move forward to serve and give out to others 
And as we're praying, I believe there's an increasing authority coming in people's prayers. You're not just praying nice prayers, Lord, help me. You're saying, God, move. God, I believe that you will set our family free. Lord, there's a a new authority. It doesn't mean you just pray louder, but there's a strength, a confidence. You don't have to be noisy like I am. That's just who I am. Just be yourself. No one else is better qualified. So you don't have to have, to have authority, you don't have to be noisy. Some school teachers hardly raise their voice, but boy, have they got authority in their classroom. Some parents, just one look, that's it, you know, (laughs) one finger. (laughs) But other times you do need to get passionate and when you're praying or worshiping, sometimes you've just got to let those words come out with boldness, whatever that looks like for you. We sing these songs that we're doing today. You sing with all your heart because there's a freedom, there's an authority. I believe God is releasing over our lives and over his kingdom and purposes. And this week I was praying about the more and I thought, Lord, how do we move into more? And the next word that came, if you want to have more, you've got to move. So today's message is brought to you by the letters M-O, more and move, okay? I was going to wear a moustache, but I just couldn't find one so that you wouldn't forget this message. So it starts with M-O. More, if you want to have more, and I can't grow one because they take a long time to grow on me. I remember years ago I tried to grow a moustache so I'd, when I was in my 20s. About two months later, someone said, Is that, what's that on your lip? It took me two months before they realised I was growing because I've got light hair and they just couldn't see it. So I thought, that's it, never again. So I've never tried to grow a moustache since. To move, Genesis 1 verse 1 in the King James Version says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, but the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. He moved and started to create. He created something beautiful out of nothing. He, he made things. And I want to say God is still moving today. Right at the beginning of creation, it says God breathed and then he moved. And God is still moving today. He's not stationary. That's why he's moving us to keep growing and stretching. He's drawing you to not settle where you are, but to keep growing and break through. Acts 17, 28, Apostle Paul's writing says, For in him we live and move and have our being. So it's who we are, we live, and then we move. God's always on the move. He's moving us. He's stretching us. He's growing us. As a church, he's saying, come on, let's believe for more. Let's see more lives and set free. Let's serve our community better. Let's touch more and more people's hearts. Individually, he's stirring you. God's a bit like the mother eagle. When it's time to fly, just starts pulling out the comfort and then you're poked with sticks. And sometimes when things get uncomfortable, we get upset at God, but he's actually answering your prayer to grow and change. We don't see that the pressure is actually what God's allowed to come to push you to grow and to move forward. 1 Peter, 2 Peter 1.21 says, it says, For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. I love this thought that if you want to have more, you've got to be willing to move, grow, expand, change. Jesus was often moved by the Holy Spirit. He was moved by people's faith. 
He was moved by the Spirit. He was moved by people's prayers. He was moved by the needs of people. And movement means that things change. Often you have to be willing to be changed to let go of some of the familiar old ways and to be set free. If you've got a fridge that's clunking and carrying on and not keeping things cold, you think, I really should sell that and get a new fridge, which will probably cost you a bit initially, but then it'll probably work twice as efficiently and save you lots on your electricity bill. But we love that old fridge. It's familiar. We know where all the shelves are and save up for it. But you're actually, the longer you wait... The more you're wasting electricity, you get frustrated because food spoils, you've got to throw it out because it only lasted one day instead of a week and your, your milk doesn't last. And, and after a while, you realise if you would have done it six months ago, you would have actually been in front financially already. But we just struggle to let go of familiar to embrace the new. Same with technology. That lovely old phone or computer that's just your friend, but it's a pain because it just doesn't keep up and it keeps dying on you and, and cutting out and for losing stuff. Think, oh, I'd really like, I should get a new one, but I don't know how to work it and I'll just stay with the familiar. And life becomes more and more frustrating. And that's, I have to wrestle with that because I struggle with technology. But I've got to keep, keep going. This week they showed me some new programs. I put it in on that. And as I went to save it, I lost it. So I thought, okay, start again. Second time, I saved it differently. It disappeared off screen. I don't know where it went into some cloud in heaven, but I've never found it since. Third time, I thought, I'll be very careful. But I knew I need some help, so I took, asked for the tech wizards in our, in our staff, and they showed me how to save it in a different format. I, it wasted an hour of my time, but now I know how to do it, it'll be more efficient. And that gets really frustrating. I went home that day saying, God, this is too hard. He said, don't worry. Keep moving forward because then you'll make room for more. So there's a price to pay. I love Jesus because he was our example. Mark 9.36, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. When you are stirred by the Spirit, it will cause you to move and act, and that's when you see the more. We can pray for more and hope for more and believe for more, but if you're not willing to act and be obedient and step out, and let God stir your heart and see how he's answering. You won't see them more. Mark 14, Matthew 14, 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. He was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When you get moved by the Spirit, there'll be healing break loose. There'll be love and hope break loose because you're releasing what's in your heart. Matthew 20, 34. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. God's the healer. He's the healer. And he was moved with compassion and it caused him to act. And two blind men got healed. There's several people here and you've got eye conditions. And your eyesight has been not slowly deteriorating but quickly deteriorating. And it's causing you great distress. But I believe God wants to cause a turning around and do a work of restoration of sight for your eyes if that's you put a hand over your eye right now we're going to play pray in jesus name jesus name lord i believe right now across this place you would bring about a breakthrough 
with healing. Over, there's several people, their eyesight is deteriorating rapidly and it's causing great concern. They wake up in the morning, it's, it's causing fear over their life. Right now, in Jesus' name, I believe for your miracle of healing to break loose over their lives. Lord, they will be able to see better naturally and spiritually. And I believe, I speak that, I release that creative miracle of sight being restored and I see those optometrists and doctors shaking their heads saying, it should be deteriorating, but it's got better. I believe for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. God wants to release his power. John eleven thirty three. this is about Lazarus. When Jesus saw her sobbing, that was Martha and Mary's sister and Lazarus had died. And the Jews who had come with her also sobbing, he was deeply moved in spirit to the point of anger at the sorrow caused by death and was troubled. It says he was deeply moved. It's like this, it, the original language, it was like a groan or a roar come from his spirit says, no way, death, I'm not letting you rob my good friend. And it so stirred him. It was anger against death and against the schemes of the enemy stealing from us. Some of you need to get a bit stirred up against the schemes of the enemy that are robbed from your life. We've got too comfortable and let things... No, it doesn't have to be that way. Jesus showed us if you are moved by the Spirit, then you'll see more of His grace and power. And I believe God's stirring some of you to pray with a new authority, to speak out words of faith that, God, this can turn around. This can happen again. Do it again, Lord. Move that mountain of sickness. Lord, move that place of fear and inferiority so that you can do it again and your name will be glorified. Your name will be lifted up on high. It goes on in verse 38 of John 11. Jesus once more deeply moved. So twice he was moved by the Spirit in his heart. Came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour for he's been there for four days. Did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone now Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing there, that they may believe that you have sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Wow, wow, this is a great miracle of God's grace and provision. But it came about because Jesus got deeply moved by the Spirit and says, no way is death robbing another one of my friends. And some of you have got to get stirred up and say, no way is life going to rob me of my health. No way is the enemy going to rob one of my kids or our family or our neighborhood of someone's life or their effectiveness. And I believe God's stirring you to let faith arise. Let an authority come. Say, God, I want more. And say, Lord, move me. Move my heart with the needs. Move my heart with compassion. Move me so I'll be willing to step up and be involved and serve. And I've learned, some people say, well, what's my gift and what's my talent and what's my calling? Sometimes it's obvious. But one of the easiest ways I've learned to find it is whatever you get frustrated that's not happening is often what God wants you to do. And we get frustrated, why doesn't someone get this place sorted out? Or why doesn't someone reach out to the poor and needy? 
because God's but instead of you pointing the finger and say, why doesn't someone do it? Well, someone is you to be involved. I've found over and over again, the very things you get frustrated with is a trigger of God to get you looking at how could I help? Because you're seeing what needs to be done in that area. So it's all gone real quiet right now because you're thinking, whoa, really? Yep. It's one of the ways God moves us. And say, Lord, how can I be a part? How can I get trained to help? How can I be a part of a team and, and grow and learn? And we want to train and equip people so that we can serve together. And we see the amazing story. When Jesus comes, the atmosphere shifts. When you believe for more and start to move, the atmosphere shifts around your heart and life and your, your mind. And let me tell you, the hardest thing is for a shift and a move to happen inside of our minds and hearts. And I believe as we've been praying and believing for more, God's starting to shift stuff in the way we see things. How you see yourself. How you see others. We've all got excuses and fears. I'm too old or I'm too young. Or I'm not educated enough. Or others can do it better. Well, they probably can, but I've learned there's a whole lot of really gifted people in our world not using their gifts. There's a lot of other people that aren't very gifted. They just said, God, I'll have a go. And some of the people that just have a go are the ones that actually achieve more than the ones that are gifted and occasionally have a spurt and then they disappear again. Use me. Use me. I look at my life, I'm just amazed every time I get up and speak because I was a shy country boy and I couldn't even get up and speak in front of a class at school. I was terrified. I was speaking in public. I was terrified of making mistakes. I don't know where that came from because I had a lovely family. But somehow it was there. But I know... That when you give yourself to Jesus and you say, Lord, I'm just willing to have a go. That's all I've done in life for me. So I just said, Lord, I'm available. I'll have a go. And I'll, whatever opportunity came, I'll just get involved and have a go. And when you do that, God will often take you and direct you to fulfill what's already been a seed in your soul. And then you'll enter into more. Don't sit back and say, God, why isn't someone doing this? Well, God's probably stirring your heart so you can be a part of the answer. He moves us until we change. The challenge and pressures will build until we change. To change and grow is... And we can look back over our life and say, yeah, we just adjusted that and look at the fruit of it now. God's blessing. And God often uses people closest to us to bring change and growth in loving, supportive, accountable relationships. That's why I love the church, the body of Christ. We work together. That's why it's great to get on teams and serve because that's where you grow. That's where you learn. Matthew 18, 27, Jesus told the story of the, uh, the master and the person who owed lots of money. Then the master that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. Sometimes the Spirit of God will move you to forgive and not hold on. And one of the biggest barriers for you moving forward is the drag chain of unforgiveness and bitterness. And right now, the Spirit of God, as soon as I said that, you think, oh no. And immediately you started thinking of someone, you saw their face, you saw their picture and thinking, oh God, I need to let go of that. He'll take you on the journey, show you how to forgive. If you have more, you pray for more and you have, you move towards it, the, the third MO is momentum. If you pray for more, believe for more, then you start to move with God, then momentum builds. It says the church was added to daily, it multiplied. Matthew 4.23 says, from there he went all over Galilee. This is Jesus. He used synagogues for meeting places and taught people the truth of God's word. God's kingdom was the theme. 
that beginning right now they were under God's government, a good government. He also healed people of their diseases and of the bad effects of their bad lives. Word got around the entire Roman province of Syria. People brought anybody with an ailment, whether mental, emotional, physical, Jesus healed them one and all. More and more people came, the momentum gathering. Wow. So when we believe for more and have an expectation, we're not just going to settle. And then we are willing to be moved and change and grow, then momentum builds. And I, I feel that in my spirit this year in our church, in our community. There's a momentum for growth, for breakthrough, for change. And it might start with you just welcoming a new person on church on Sunday. And all of a sudden your circle enlarges and that's where ministry starts. You invite someone over for a meal and ministry starts. You jump on board a team. You do some training. You let God take you and grow you. You hang out with people that are going to stretch you. That's why I love hanging around people like Pastor Danny Guglielmici because you get stretched. He tells the story of how their church felt to do something in the community. So he mobilized his church and hundreds of them got together on one day and did a makeover of a whole school and it changed, it impacted the whole city of Adelaide because one church years ago decided we're going to change our city and they went to the most rundown school they could find and they poured in, they raised hundreds of thousands of dollars, donations came everywhere and it started with one church that said we're going to make a difference and in one day they changed the whole dynamic of a school and they still talk about it in that city. Because they said, we're not going to sit around and just complain how bad our schools are. Let's make a change. And God can do amazing things. And with Danny's heart, you'll be stretched and inspired to believe for more. I love that. Momentum gathered. Besides though from Galilee, crowds came from the ten towns across the lake. Others from Jerusalem and Judea. Still others from across the Jordan. And Ephesians 4.15, it said, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Not just praise, not just desires, but actually does the work of serving, loving, praying, reaching, administrating, leading, whatever God has put in your heart. You say, well, I'm in a busy family season. I can't do much. Bless your family. Be the best you can be for your family and your marriage and your household. I'm busy because I'm studying. I'm amazed how many spare hours many of us have in the week. And it just takes one or two dedicated to do something. It's amazing what can happen and our hearts grow and breakthrough happens. And many of you are busy serving. This is not about getting busier. This is about doing what God stirs us to do. And the greatest way to have revival is have everyone in the church just doing what God's called them to do. You can't help it because momentum builds. So more, move, momentum. And I got one other MO which I'll share right at the end and that's money. Uh-oh. If you have more, you move momentum. Guess what? Money is released. Look at this. Exodus 35, 21. And everyone who was willing and whose heart moved them came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting, for all its service and for all the sacred garments. The people got moved and then they started to give. And before they knew it, they had enough to make the temple. Ezra 1, 9, it says, Then the family, heads of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, to prepare to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. Wow. So if you believe for more, you prepare for it, 
you then are willing to move with what God does and change the thinking and mindsets in our hearts and souls. And that's the hardest part. Changing how we see and feel and the limitations we put on ourselves or other people put on us. But let me tell you, the more we pray and seek God, that's where the shift starts first in here and here. And then all of a sudden, it starts to build momentum. And then there's a release of resource finance for the kingdom. There'll be opportunities will come your way in your business or your workplace that you will be amazed at because you've believed for more and trusted God. You've been willing to move. Momentum's built and the right people come in your world and then you will see resources released for you personally and for the kingdom of God. So my question is, what action is the Spirit of God calling you to take? What steps of faith? What steps of obedience, trust, commitment, surrender? Letting go of the old or familiar to embrace and receive the new and better. And a lot of us have these great ideals, but we just don't hang in there long enough. I remember my dad, I worked on a farm with my dad, and there were six kids. I was the second youngest, and dad was just a real hard worker. He'd be up at four in the morning, he'd milk the cows, and he'd go and uh, plough the fields and then he'd catch up the fencing and, and prepare stuff. Then he'd back milk the cows. That was his life, all of his life. He was very fit, strong. And even as a kid, six, seven, eight, ten-year-old, I'd go out with him for a day and we'd be out fencing. It'd be hot. We'd take some water with us, take a bit of lunch. And after an hour, you know, kids want to give up and go and play and jump in the dam for a swim. Dad would say, you can do that at the end of the day, but if we do that now, we're not going to finish this fence. And my dad taught me perseverance. He said, it's hot out here. Let's take 10 minutes rest in the shade and let's get back and keep going. And he taught me never to give up until the task is done. He taught me perseverance. There's a whole lot of our lives today, we don't understand what perseverance is. We give up too easy. It's a bit hot, so where's an air-conditioned room we can lie down and and rest for a few hours so we can make it through the day? We, we, We just want the God of comfort instead of the God who's the God of more than enough. And I'm not talking about being martyrs and silly but I just know so many of us give up too easy we just don't persevere enough thank God Jesus didn't give up but he persevered we're going to share communion to finish our service today team come and distribute the emblems worship team come on down just in the next five minutes we're going to take communion as an, a moment where you can just reflect and respond and I love I love that Jesus has made the way for us to be forgiven, changed, to keep growing and to be transformed. I want you to take the emblems and hold them and in a moment we'll partake together. Hebrews 4.14 says, Inasmuch then as we believers have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, Let us hold fast our confession of faith and cling tenaciously to our absolute trust in Him as Saviour. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human. Wow, that's a beautiful thought, isn't it? In every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace, that is the throne of God's gracious favour with confidence and without fear so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find His amazing grace to help in time of need. An appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment.
Oh, Jesus. Let's sing this beautiful song we were singing earlier. He can move the mountains. He's faithful to his promises. Let's just sing this as we hold these emblems and we receive them. And let the Holy Spirit just stir your heart of thanks for what he's done on the cross because thank God he persevered and didn't give up. And maybe as you hold these emblems, you're thinking about some of the things that God's been moving and shifting in your heart and life. Some of them are joyful and breakthroughs and others are harder to not give up and keep pressing through and learning that new technology. Learning how to minister and care for the broken and needy and not pulling back from people because I think, oh, they're, they're too hard. But saying, Lord, I'm willing to just love and care and give and share. I just feel the Spirit of God stirring us. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.